Greetings, listener. You are currently listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. And now, here are your hosts, Roy and Andrew. God, I don't think you're ready for Journey Back to Oz. I really, I really don't think you're ready for this one. Oh, man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Um, welcome to the... Uh, to, uh, the journey back to Oz, basically, episode. Um, this is one I've been wanting to show you for quite some time. And oh, when God. you told me you didn't know. I don't know what it is. I know I, I won't like, watch the Furza Balk <laughs> sequel because it will still give me nightmares. I know that. This may give you nightmares, too, but for a totally different reason. Um, <laughs> okay. okay. So, so the journey back to Oz is a 1972 animated sequel to The Wizard of Oz. And it is an actual sanctioned sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Did it have um, a theatrical release? It did have a theatrical release, okay. and it bombed gloriously. It bombed more than Return to Oz did when it was released in the theaters. However, what saved the journey back to Oz was when they started showing it on television, and Gen Xer kids all of a sudden just latched onto it. And at that point, it became a staple and it was broadcast on television up until I think it was like 84 or something like that. Um, yeah, 1984. And it became a Christmas perennial, basically. Now, this film was made by Filmation, the same people who gave us such shows as He-Man and the Masters oh, yeah. of the Universe, She-Ra, Fat oh, Albert. Yeah. I mean, they, they were television animation giants. And they when they got the ability to create an actual sequel to The Wizard of Oz, they're like, let's do it. So they hired Liza Minnelli <laughs> to, play, to play Dorothy Gale and then start just pulling people out of nowhere to be in this movie so just to just, here's the cast this is literally an all-star cast by the way this is also a reunion movie of sorts for last halloween when we watched the paul lynn halloween special <laughs> because you'll see in a minute so we have liza minnelli liza minnelli as dorothy gale okay mickey rooney as the scarecrow Danny Thomas as the Tin Woodsman. Milton Burl as the Cowardly Lion. Margaret Hamilton as Aunt M. Paul Lind as Jack Pumpkinhead. There's our reunion right there. Ethel Merman as the Witch Mombi. Paul Ford as Uncle Henry. And Larry Storch as Amos, Aunt M and Uncle Henry's farm worker. Okay. Okay. That's uh, a big cast, man. It is a huge cast. Um, this film also features 14 new songs that are written by Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Heusen. Uh, the name should sound familiar because Sammy Kahn is responsible for a lot of the stuff performed by Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Doris Day. His most famous songs are Three Coins in a Fountain and Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Uh, so he's written a lot of music for, for them. As a matter of fact, he's won a couple of uh, Academy Awards and everything. The name Jimmy Van Heusen, this guy is responsible for the song Swinging on a Star. <laughs> okay. Uh, high Hopes. Mm -hmm. All the Way. And also the music from a little musical called Thoroughly Modern Millie. Jesus, okay. Yeah, so, uh, so you know, we got some shit going on here for, you know, the songwriting. And, of course, you know, you've got, you got Liza, Liza, Mama, Mama playing Dorothy Gale. Oh! Um, Perennial uh, Kristen Wiig caricature Liza Minnelli. Yeah. Uh, if you think the Wizard of Oz is gay, <laughs> journey back to Oz is, I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it, is faggotry. 
on parade. Um, this is based off of the book The Marvelous Land of Oz. Okay. And it, you know, it's 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 the story of of the witch Mombi wanting to get revenge on Dorothy Gale because I don't remember Mombi being the cousin of the Wicked Witch of the West, but we have this there. And so she wants to get revenge on Dorothy and the Emerald City by destroying all of Oz with her giant green elephants. Right. I saw that in the trailer. There were there were green elephants. Mm hmm. And so. Yeah, the film, like I said, the film was released theatrically bombed, bomb, bomb, bombed. So but then uh, when tele, when they went to television in 1970, it didn't it didn't arrive on television until four years later. The film was released in 72. 1976, ABC decides to buy the rights to the film from Filmation. And they air it as a television special. Huge hit. Huge, huge hit. And became a staple up until, like I said, 1984. For the first two years of the broadcast, they filmed a live-action wraparound starring Bill Cosby as the Wizard of Oz. Oh, God. Who is still up in his hot air balloon and somehow has managed to pick up two months. That sounds really familiar. I can, I can see that. Maybe I did see it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if I did. Yeah, so he, know. he manages to pick up two munchkins in his hot air balloon, and they just so happen to be floating down over the land of Oz, watching the events transpiring in this movie and giving commentary on it. Okay. Uh, after that, after that was done, yeah, he only had the contract for two years. So then they refilmed the sequences with Milton Berle. Oh my God! That's the Wizard of Oz. Um, the film was released on DVD. Once in 2006, it is now considered a lost film. Uh, as a matter of fact, the I mean, where I was able to find a copy of it online for us to watch. I do own the DVD version of this. I'm never getting rid of it because of the fact that it is considered a lost film. Um, a lot of the stuff like the wraparounds and everything have been destroyed. Okay. And um, we have Hallmark Entertainment to thank for that because they were uh, the ones who destroyed the elements. And we're probably never going to see this film ever get like a, a proper release ever again. Uh, the reason being is because when Filmation started releasing their stuff out on home video, they were hoping this would be a giant seller and it didn't it did barely sold any copies <laughs> okay so because of that they canceled the release of their other two theatrical or actually i'm sorry no three they they did release uh the secret of the sword which was the pilot movie for she-ra and that was a hit on home video right and then they released the he-man she-ra christmas special and that was a hit that was a hit yeah absolutely so then, so then they released this thinking, okay, there's some interest, but what they didn't realize was the reason why those two were hits was because they're He-Man and She-Ra. No, <laughs> no one gave a shit about the journey back to Oz. So because of that, we never got proper releases of their sequel to Pinocchio, Pinocchio and the oh Emperor. Oh, my God. And the Emperor of the Night. And their sequel to Snow White and the Seven Drawers, Happily Ever After. Um... Yeah, Filmation was just a bizarre little company. Yeah, really they, say, they still are, I think. Yeah. Um, but I've been wanting to show this one to you for a while, and I finally found a copy online, so that I, I sent it to you. I was like, okay, we need to see this thing. And, when, and like I said, after I found out you had no idea what this is, I was like, oh, you need to see this thing. I, I'm, I'm wired. I, I, I am interested in this for, this for the same reason I was interested in the ball. Lid. The cast is insane. Like the 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 cast is insane. The um, it looks like the direction and the you know and the music's gonna be wild. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, here's some of the titles for the songs in this movie. So instead of Over the Rainbow, we have A Far Away Land. Okay. Uh, the Signpost song. Keep a happy thought. 
Ethel Merman performs two songs in this movie, one called An Elephant Never Forgets. <laughs> and if you're going to be a witch, be a witch. Okay. Um, yeah, Liza, Liza has four songs in this movie. Ethel Merman has two. And then, um, uh, Milton Berle, Danny Thomas, and Mickey Rooney performed their versions of, uh, a song. Kind of like if you, if I only had a brain, a heart, or, you know, that, yeah. except, except it's, it's them talking about brain, heart, and nerve. And, um, I don't there's just something kind of creepy about Mickey Rooney's involvement with this movie, because we all know how much he loved um judy garland and right. and so it's it's like he's kind of it, it, what's kind of creepy about it with me is because it's like well i can't get judy anymore so let me get liza <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. And, and keep in mind this is 70s mickey rooney this is this is like pete's dragon era mickey rooney right so, right. so um yeah, I'm just like, ah, creeper, creeper. And the thing is, is that I, I think with this movie, if if it were to be reissued today, no one's going to know. They may know the name Liza Minnelli, but no one right. is going to know who the fuck Danny Thomas or Milton Berle is. No. So, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a product of its time. I haven't watched this in a while. I'll be kind of in, interested to watch it again. What are your thoughts going into it? It's going to be bad. (laughs) And I say that because anytime – so the problem is – and we've seen this over and over on this show. Anytime you take that much star power and you try to jam it into one box, it's not good, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. we saw it with the – what was the the rock and rhyme? Mother Goose rock and rhyme, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen this time and time again. Where they're like, you know what this needs? It doesn't need to be good. It just needs a lot of talented people in it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and we're not talking Robin Williams and Nathan Lane and the Birdcage type of talented people. We're talking about Liza Minnelli, Milton Berle, uh, Danny Thomas. We're, we're talking about big, giant 1960s egos. That we're shoving into this thing. So it's not going to be great. It's going to be a train wreck that's fun to watch. And I'm there for it. But it's not going to be great. And it's much easier to write a song when it's for a, an animated sequel to um, to uh, to Wizard of Oz. Uh, that you know is going to get a short theatrical release. And then you know be played on TV. Than it is to write a, uh, write a song for Sinatra or Dean Martin or Danny Kaye. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing that the while while the songs will probably be good, I'm guessing that the level of writing will be closer to Randy Newman on Cop Rock than <laughs> Randy Newman on Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I I really don't remember the songs in this one ex- except for um, well, you got to hear a little snippet of it in that. Longer, longer than it deserved to be trailer for the movie. Right, uh, a few beats too long trailer. And so, yeah, and yeah, this thing is like music upon music upon music with the animation yeah, style. Hey, that album. Fourteen songs you said. Or yeah. The, the trailer, or you, or, the, or somebody said to me fourteen, 14 songs. Yeah, the trailer. Fourteen. And how long songs. is the movie? And uh, an hour and twenty minutes. So the. Yeah. Okay, let's. I'm gonna do some quick calculator math. Okay, <laughs> so 14 times how long is the average song? Let's say three minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Hold on. That's 180 minutes of songs, if that's accurate. <laughs> so either the songs. Three minutes by 14 songs. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's 42 minutes. I'm sorry. That's 40. 42 minutes of this film. Is songs. Is songs. The, you said it was 120 minutes. Mm-hmm. That well, leaves hey, 78 minutes of story building and dialogue. Well, I mean, hey, when you, got, when you got Ethel Merman and Eliza Minnelli, you know, you're going to milk it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, how good could this movie be if it's 
it's, if literally over a third of the film is songs. <laughs> I've done Greece. Greece didn't have that many songs. And it was a story about a jock or, or, a, or a greaser. And it was a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. They didn't need to tell a story. <laughs> and they were less songs in it. <laughs> and they were good songs, damn it. <laughs> and Frankie Valley in it. What does this have? Ethel Merman? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What are we doing? <laughs> I, I, and what cracks me up also is I remember with Ethel Merman, it's like, I mean, I mean, it, it basically it's Ethel Merman playing Ethel Merman. And it's all the, the same. There's no character acting going on here, Roy. Let's not no. sugarcoat this. They're playing themselves, basically. And I, I just remember when Ethel Merman first breaks out on the scene. The very first thing we're greeted with is literally Ethel Merman going. Aah! And of course, <laughs> I'm like, that's your witch's cackle. OK. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Her and Dorothy are just going to go, ha, 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 That's Mama. the other 78 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have Paul Lynn in the background going, <laughs> the secret square. <laughs> Pinky Tuscan arrow. Oh, um, I can't wait to hear your reaction to Paul Lynn's character in this movie as Jack Pumpkin. He could do no wrong. I don't care but, what he does. <laughs> So just remember what you remember about the character of Jack Pumpkinhead from the Feruza Balk movie. God damn it. No, I won't do it. And then look at Paul Lynn's version of the Jack Pumpkinhead character. I won't. I won't. I won't think about the Feruza Balk movie. I slept on my parents' floor. Here's the story of that movie. My parents, my mom and my aunt took my two cousins both the same age as my brother and I, to see that movie, okay? Mm -hmm. Broad daylight in the theater, Colony Square Cinema in Lebanon, Ohio, four screens, one of them was this. This is the same theater that the pet store next door had a breakout, and the theater was full of, like, like mice and rats and guinea pigs. Lovely. It was was great. Uh, Snakes, just everything. Same theater. Took us to see that movie. For the next week, I slept on my mother's floor because of the cabinet, the walk-in closet full of heads. Um, funny part no, of this okay, is... Now keep, in, now, keep in mind, Ethel Merman's playing that character in this God movie. damn it. God damn but it. Does she have a walk-in closet full of heads? No, we don't have a cabinet of walking heads. No, we don't have that in okay. this movie. So, my my mom had... Keep in mind, this was, what, 80... When that Bruce Balk movie came out, 86, 87, six or 87. Yeah, it was around that time. My mom had a wig, a foam head with a wig on it. Oh, God. On her dresser. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and that thing would be staring at me. I think that's done damage. I think that's done legitimate damage. And I think that's why I find myself here with you watching these movies. Well, let's face it. Disney's Return to Oz fucked over a lot of kids when that thing came out. That, that I mean, here we thought we were getting, you know, a happy sequel to The Wizard of Oz. And nope, we're getting a horror movie. I don't think it fucked anybody up more than Bruce Bulk. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That's the same characters that you're forcing me to watch. So it's going to scar me in a different way. Thanks, Roy. <laughs> can't escape this shit this is this is a halloween movie you've done it you've made you've created an early halloween movie for me that you didn't even know you were doing <laughs> starring liza minnelli who haunts my nightmares anyway <laughs> the only saving grace is paul lind he's my ichabod crane yeah. okay now are you ready let's watch it i guess <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now I'm so glad you have to watch The Reeker next month now. <laughs> All right, gang, we'll be right back after uh, Andy has endured this uh, lovely little movie. Heads, heads in a walk-in closet. <laughs> Never see that on Love It or List It, do you? <laughs> All right, gang, we'll be right back. Think of every happy ending that you've ever been, and you will do what happens. Remember Judy Garland and the Yellow Brick Road? 
Now, Liza Minnelli recreates the role of Dorothy in the new exciting full-length musical adventure, Journey Back to Oz. Starring the famous voices of Milton Berle, Herschel Bernardi, Paul Ford, Margaret Hamilton, Paul Lynde, Ethel Merman, Liza Minnelli in the role of Dorothy, Mickey Rooney, Risa Stevens, and Danny Thomas. I've been wanting to meet you ever since your last visit to Oz, when you destroyed my cousin, the Witch of the West, and helped a miserable scarecrow to the throne of Oz. Mombi, who's Mombi? The wicked witch who made me. We came here to warn you. She's on her way here right now with a herd of magic green elephants. Green elephants? Strange color for elephants. <laughs> Mombi, good to see you, sir. Fly over the rainbow with Liza Minnelli. There's a far away land, a far away land where daydreams. Fourteen delightful new songs by Academy Award winners Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Heusen. N-E-R-V-E spells nerve. H-E-A-R-T spells heart. And B-R-A-N-E spells brain. Lucky am I that I fell from the carousel. There's a sad little feeling you feel when you hear a train. Ooh. You're gonna be a witch. Be a witch. Bring the kids, bring yourself, bring the whole family, and journey back to Oz. Enjoy Liza Minnelli as Dorothy and an all-star cast in the new delightful musical adventure, Journey Back to Oz. On that note, we are back. Time's pie, carry the one. Oh, brother. So, you know, I'm just going to say that uh, the trailer for this thing promised us a whimsical, lighthearted journey with with Back to Oz, with Liza Minnelli. And instead, we got <laughs> the animated film version of what it must feel like to walk through the, through the swamps of sadness and the never-ending story. It was it was definitely um, like the waiting room at a dentist's office. Yes, that's oh. what it was. It was just there was no joy in this thing at all. Oh, none, and it just and there was no point to it either. It was, the, the plot was nothing. It was a big old nothing burger across the board. Yeah, I, there's absolutely no point. It's like, okay, she goes back to Oz. So, well, first of, first of all, she sings this song about how she's Listen, missing Oz. I already told you what this is about, Roy. Yeah. This whole movie is about Dorothy getting her period. She becomes a woman <laughs> in this film. That's what this is. And then she starts having unnatural feelings about Kansas later. She gets tingly, she says. She says it. I get, you know I, she just tingles when she thinks about it. That would have been more interesting than the movie we actually got. <laughs> Carry on, my wayward son. That is the movie we got. They just didn't, they just didn't tell you. 
Yeah, in fact, I posted a part of our conversation on Twitter and Facebook. So if you if you're not following us on Twitter and Facebook, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, um, you'll get a good glimpse into the thought process that Mr. Farmer and I have when we're watching these movies. Uh, with, that, with our comment, um, yeah, the first song that was that it was about that. Yeah, that's it. I want to go back to Oz. I want to go back to Oz. And then, uh, then, well, it's Kansas, so of course they're going to have cyclones but, cyclones. but conveniently, here comes another cyclone, knocks the bitch on her head. <laughs> and Somebody should have her looked at. I realized that maybe we didn't have the, the MRI technology in the, in the 60s, but somebody should probably look at Dorothy at some point medically. Oh, yeah. I would. I definitely would. Because she's now suffered two major concussions yeah, from... two um, major head traumas. Yeah. So she I comes would. out of talking about how she saw scarecrows and tin men and green elephants and flying monkeys. <laughs> and pumpkin heads and... Okay. The only, the only redeeming quality of that movie, by the way. <laughs> so Paul Lynn is a pumpkin head. <laughs> so this cast, we have Margaret Hamilton as Aunt M, which is... I mean... This movie is guilty of not one but two moments of of stunt casting. We have, first of all, Liza Minnelli, daughter of Judy Garland, as the voice of Dorothy. She was the only good thing about it. Are you kidding? No! No, she wasn't. Joyless performance. (laughs) Liza! (laughs) And then we have Margaret Hamilton, the Wicked Witch of the West, as On M. Who was really in there just to deliver, like, four lines. She didn't have many lines. Yeah, and then she disappeared for the rest of the movie. It was like, it was like, almost, Mar- as all, like, Margaret Hamilton was going, I don't have time for this. I gotta go take Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, so bye, bitches. Is this where her and uh, Paul Lynn met? Probably. Because <laughs> I, I think this was before the Paul Lynn Halloween special, so, yeah. yeah. So Paul's like, remember that thing we did? <laughs> Remember that filmation, <laughs> They didn't let Paul Lind off the chain either, which was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was very subdued in this movie. The only the only time that we had had a, like a Paul Lind moment was when he was going, and I had to, to speed the spiders and death. <laughs> that was the only time we got a little glimpse of Paul Lind. I was just like, you know, he was more Paul Linney in Charlotte's Web than he was in the <laughs> Film. This film was very upsetting to me. I'll tell you one thing that really upset me about this film was um, I can't tell which direction it went, and I, but I think I know. I think I know enough to know that, um, that, that that they took Liza Minnelli's. So so she pitched up her voice to be Dorothy. Oh yeah, she did. She definitely. And then when she started singing, it dropped like two octaves. Yeah, it's like she and I was like, that is jarring. Yeah, that she pitched jarring. her voice up to sound like her mom, which was jarring, too, because I was like, wow, you sound like your mom. And yeah. then she opened up her voice to sing, and all of a sudden, uh, like, oh. and I'm like, nope, nope. That's <laughs> like, oh, here we are. We're, we're <laughs> East Berlin Cabaret. Here we go. <laughs> right? That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Baby, when I walked in the joints, I'm like, nope, <laughs> that's not, that's not okay. This isn't okay for me. Oh. Oh, Auntie M, I want to go back to Kansas. Mama! (laughs) (laughs) Ethel Merman just steps in and smacks her in the face. Oh, my God. Okay, Ethel Merman was inspired casting as the witch mommy. She was. It's Osmond with a Z, not Osmond with an S. Yes. Osmond with an S goes, not Z. I'm just saying. So, if anybody who is an Oz file who have read the books and goes in and watches this movie... They're going to be like, okay, that's not what happened in the books. No. Which clearly is not, but still. Um, <laughs> Ethel Merman as the witch Mombi, I she had the energy that was needed to play an evil witch. But the minute she started singing and she's going, yep, you're going to be a witch, be one. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have Mickey Rooney 
who I'm convinced actually was not acting. He just walked in. And oh, just he just wandered talking. in off the street onto the soundstage. And they were like, yep, Mickey's here. Mm-hmm. They, they just said, just talk him to the mic, and there you go. I'm pretty I'm sure that's how all of this happened. I'm Mickey fucking Rooney. Give me that goddamn script. What does it say? I'm with your script. I'm Mickey Rooney. Then Danny Thomas, I think we could turn a drinking game. Ugh. How many times Danny Thomas said green elephants in his one scene that he was in? As the Tin Man. And that's the thing, is they brought back these characters from the original film. Right. And they did nothing. They had, like, five minutes of screen time. I I told you, I called it at the beginning. It's all, there's no time for plot with the 14 songs that they jammed into this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Including the really disturbing Wooden Horse song. The Merry-Go-Round. Oh, God, I was hoping you'd bring the Merry-Go-Round song. Uh, God, just just uh, atonal bullshit. These songs were not good. No, they weren't. Again, considering, like we mentioned in the first part, who wrote these songs, yeah. you're like, oh, these are shit songs. And they really are. Who Um, Crap, you're going to make me look it back up again. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, these are Academy Award winning and nominated songwriters that wrote the music for this. That's all by me. Yeah. Uh, guys who wrote uh, songs like Three Coins in the Fountain and stuff like that. Oh, wow. A lot of songs. Yeah. From, what, what, was it Sammy Carr? Was Sammy, one of them? Yes, yes. Sammy Carr, who did all like all of the Rat Pack. Uh-huh. Okay. So you can't tell when you have a song like B-R-A-N-E spells brain. Right. Like, what are you doing? Like, this, feel, this felt like uh, Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme just 20 years prior. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get all these stars in here. Everybody knows who they are, and they just not give a shit. And then they bring in an opera singer for Glenda, which was just an odd choice because, I mean, first of all, nothing about Glenda screams opera. Secondly, when you have all these other vocal stylings going on in the movie, and suddenly you get this soprano opera singer out of nowhere uh, (laughs) singing her song, it's jarring. It's so jarring. It is. It It was rough. It was rough. I we, we talk about how, you know, how awful the movies are that are fueled by, like, cocaine. This could have used some. Yeah, it really could have. I could've, mean. Could have spiced it up a little bit. Do something in there. Yeah, because nothing was going on. Even, even during. Oh, I love, though, that after they just had their encounter with the witch mom being, she almost kills Dorothy and Pumpkinhead and Toto and everything. And she goes flying off to invade the Emerald City with her green elephants Dorothy's first re- reaction is I'm going to sing you a happy song <laughs> like bitch you just almost got killed I also like that the witch says that all she's going to need is this box and then her own perseverance and then helps her every step of the way yeah and, like, and you won't need me except you'll need me at every step and I will I will provide for you Glinda is a bitch and here's why. <laughs> I mean, I, when I look now even at the classic Wizard of Oz, thanks to exposures to stuff like Wicked and now this movie, I just realize how much of a bitch Glinda is in the background. Like, yeah, I know I could do this, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Pretty much is what yeah. it was, yeah. <laughs> that's what she does in this movie. She's just she's like, like, let me take out my magic book that tells me exactly what I need to do to mm-hmm. counter the, the, the Wicked Witch's spells. Mm-hmm. I can do this, but I can't help you save the Scarecrow. Oh, yes, you could go home at your own volition, but I can't do it for you. I can't help you. Oh, oh, wait, let me grab these leaves off a of Jack Pumpkinhead's shoulder and create a tornado for you to leaves. have a third concussion in. Oh, God, it's so bad. This movie was not good, Roy. No, it was not. It was not good. And, I I mean, the only reason why I own it on DVD is because it is an out-of-print, hard-to-find movie and because of what it is. But re-watching it last night made me realize I don't watch it anymore. I remember liking it when I was a kid, but today, no, I cannot recommend this at all. I can't. I can't either. It's not worth even if it was readily available, I don't think it'd be worth Mm-mm. seeking out to watch. 
Now, I will say, I never really looked at the special features on the DVD copy that I managed to get my hands on. The Bill Cosby wraparounds are on the DVD copy. Oh, my God. They're worse than the movie. <laughs> it's, it's, first of all, the some of the worst blue screen special effects you've not green screen blue screen special effects you've ever seen and it's him in it's him as the wizard of oz in a hot air balloon with two kids who are supposed to be munchkins and they're commenting on what they're seeing in the movie and i'm like so you're telling me because it's obvious that this movie is set a few years after the events of The Wizard of Oz. Right. You're telling me that the wizard never made it back to his home. Instead, he picked up a couple of munchkins and munchkin land on the way and is now <laughs> up in the air in his hot air balloon giving commentary on the events in the land of Oz. I wish I had sicker burns. <laughs> For this, I just don't because it just wasn't worth it. It just no. it wasn't even worth my time to come up with sick burns for. Yeah, it was bad. Would you say this was worse than Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme? No. Okay. And I'll, t- and I'll tell you why. <laughs> At least this movie didn't try to appropriate Ben Vereen. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only. This was the whitest movie we possibly ever watched. Oh yeah. But. It, at least it didn't appro- appro- try to appropriate Ben Vereen. <laughs> now, which one would you say is worse, this or Dot and the Kangaroo? Oh, Dot and the Kangaroo for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so oh, no that, question. So that and Primutos are still our bar <laughs> level for worse. This doesn't deserve to be worst. I almost feel worse for the movies in the middle that we don't like than I do for the worst movies and the best movies, because those aren't even worth mentioning anymore. Like, I'll dog Permutos to my grave. I will be, uh, I will, my grandchildren will be around and I'll be on, I'll be on my deathbed. I'll be like, don't you watch that goddamn Permutos and then I'll die. That'll be my <laughs> last words. This movie I won't think about ever again until you ask me to, to rank movies. Is it worse than riding in the car, uh, riding the bus with my sister? No, it's not that bad. Again, there was nothing about this movie that was offensive, but there also wasn't anything unoffensive. It was just like dead center. Like, it just didn't. It it, It was mayonnaise on Wonder Bread. I mean, the only disturbing thing was not realizing that the horse was hollow. And then he said, the horse said um, something about being your Trojan horse. That was a little disturbing, but that was yeah, it. I'll be your Trojan horse. Fill me up. Yeah, fill me up. That's what it was. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. Oh, well, good. I have some good news, everybody. What? The soundtrack is available on Amazon Music app. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. nice. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you ever want to revisit, you know, the whole idea of green elephants that apparently is the scariest thing in the world of Oz, um, and how they could be easily defeated by Glinda's white mice, then sure. But I have to ask something, though. I mean, how powerful are these witches and these wizards in Oz if it takes a simple farm girl from Kansas to fly in, toss a glass glass of water, or have a couple of mice and throw some straw, and these elephants and flying monkeys and witches melt and go away? I mean— Glenda and the wizard and all these people have all this magic, but this little ingenue from the Midwest just literally drops her house on people and she, you know, frees and liberates this entire kingdom. I mean, I don't get it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, uh, thank producer Chris for describing the plot of Star Wars. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) That is not what I did. So, so this little farm girl from the Midwest destroys these wizards. I'm so, insane. so basically, what what you're saying is Dorothy is the ultimate white savior. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. but she, she's just saving other white people. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, I'm trying to think of anything that stood out. Like I said, Paul Lind, 
was great. But he was also really, really toned down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this was the most... The death of the witch Mombi was this one of those, like, really, really type of deaths. So the witch Mombi decides to disguise herself as a rose, a random rose growing out of the road. Right. To hide from the mice and from Dorothy and the rest of them and to spring out and attack um, when the time is right. Only to get her ass trampled by the green elephants running away in fear from the mice. It's hubris. Yeah. So we got, a, we got to see some hubris. And so everything that she created since she died, died too. One of them was Jack Pumpkinhead. How did he come back to life? Did I miss that? Yes. Okay. So what brought Jack Pumpkinhead back to life was... <laughs> Single tear from Dorothy's eye. Oh, my God. And as Glenda told her, there is something out there that is more powerful than all the magic anywhere. Love. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? Because this bitch over here made 100 green elephants in a cauldron. (laughs) Tell me about love again. I want to know what love is. I want to know what love is. Well, if you watch this movie... Let's talk about love! What? I'm sorry, I got lost for a second. I'm back now. If you watch this movie, you won't know what love is. No, you won't. You will will not. Although I loved when you mentioned... I loved when you messaged me and said that uh, she was getting horny for Kansas when she was singing the song about wanting to go home. And I'm like, okay, so... In the beginning of the movie, you were just talking about, I want to go back to Oz. I want to go back to Oz. I want to go back to Oz. You kill another witch, and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go back to plain old boring Kansas now. Because right? Like, you just need to get all, get your rocks off by, by killing a witch every five years, and then you're good? you fucking serial killer? And then I loved how you ranted on me on um, how – they tried rhyming home. With oh, home. yeah. <laughs> They're yes. like, who is this? Three chain? <laughs> two chain song? Bury me inside the jewelry store? Does it, it doesn't rhyme. You can't just make. You are. Uh, Tony, I, I don't know. You could be. You could be EGOTs, for all I know. Uh, songwriters. And you're going to try to rhyme that in a song? You should feel bad. Car. The only person, the only person who can get away with rhyming two words that don't rhyme, is Annie Lennox in "Sweet Dreams." <laughs> That's the only person who can get away with doing it. It's a pass. Annie yeah. Lennox gets a pass. The only reason why Dorothy wanted to go home so badly in this movie, because originally she wanted to go back to Oz to see her friends, then she realized, oh, my friends are lazy assholes. Right. Shit about themselves. Get me the fuck out of here. Oh, I gotta save this village again? Fuck me, right? I like the fact that nobody was willing to help her after she came back from the planet Earth in our dimension. Yeah. To go back to Oz. Because they were green elephants. Yeah, because they were green elephants. Well, and let's talk about this for a second. As you mentioned this, you know, multiple dimensional kind of thing. When Mobby's singing her song, <coughs> and she mentions that something is like a Tennessee Williams play. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. Wait a minute. Continue, please. How do you know about Tennessee Williams, m- madam? Have you been to Kansas? No, Tennessee Williams is from Oz. That explains everything. Oh, well, that answers it all. Definitely back. <laughs> the men in Oz suck. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So, yeah, folks, if you see this on YouTube, avoid it. Avoid it. Keep yeah. going. Keep scrolling. Yeah, just keep rolling. It's not worth watching. If you don't have any sentimental vibes because you watched it as a child, and even if you did, don't watch it again. Hold on to yeah. your happy thoughts because it isn't what you remember it being. Yeah. Just just stick with the Feruza Balk Nightmare Engine no. movie. No. No. <laughs> Stay away from everything. Everything Oz-related besides Wicked. You can go see Wicked, but that's it. <laughs> ah. All right, so you have given me a movie to watch for October. I, I have. <laughs> so now it's time for me to reveal to you All right. my choice for October. Um, 
Wait, can I tell you how happy I was when I thought that the movie was only an hour long and we didn't have the ending and I could just walk away? (laughs) And then you're like, no, you go to download it. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Really? All right. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. You had 30 minutes left to go. I remember you telling me that, and then I was going to pretend it wasn't. (laughs) Then you would have missed out on her trying to rhyme home with poem. I know I would have, and I probably would be better for it. So last year for Halloween, we did a double feature. We did uh, Shockma teamed up with what has went on to become one of our favorite moments on the show, the Paul Lynn Halloween special. So we're doing another double feature. Okay. So first, God God bless the Lutherans. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nothing ever good starts that way. (laughs) Those funny, crazy, wacky Lutherans. Um, I had a friend once who once uh, described because he was he grew up Lutheran and he told me that the the Lutheran church is one of those churches where uh, it's okay to have fun. You just can't show that you are. Right, right. And, and so you know one of the, one of the things that the Lutheran church, I mean, the Lutheran church is actually responsible for giving us a pop culture moment in our life. And that pop culture moment is in the form of Davy and Goliath. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I stumbled upon a Davy and Goliath Halloween special. What? Called the, Hollow- called the Halloween Liar. Oh, my God. Okay. So we're going to start by watching the Davy and Goliath Halloween special. <laughs> the right. Liar. Just because I'm like, wait. The Lutheran Church doing a Halloween special with you, Dave. Have you ever wanted to watch a live-action chick track? <laughs> Here you go. Is this like the Christmas shoes? No, oh. no. Like Andy just said, I think it's going to be a live-action chick track. Oh. Uh, so, so we're going to go with that. And then after we're done with the Lutheran Church. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're going to go all the way to Indonesia. What? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, to watch the 1981 Indonesian horror film. God, you never learn your lesson, do you? <laughs> We've watched Italian horror films. We've watched whatever the hell Permutos was. And you German. just keep going back to that well, buddy. Yeah. Well, this one has promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Rat right. had promise. So. <laughs> Um, we're going to be looking at 1981's Mystics in Bali. Okay. Here, let me give you the plot to Mystics oh, in Bali. All okay. right. So a a student of religions goes to uh, Indonesia uh, to learn about the occult and everything and actually meets up with a witch. And she's actually fascinated and wants to be taught about the, the craft and everything like that. But the witch instead decides to turn her into a vampire. But Sweet. not to... But not just any ordinary vampire. This vampire form of her is a floating head with her guts and intestines floating underneath her (laughs) her body that she's dragging all over the place as she's attacking people. Sweet. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Because, you know, know, what, what better fits with Lutheran Halloween morality tale... Than, than an Indonesian vampire movie where the woman's flying around with her guts flapping in the wind. I couldn't agree more. I'm <laughs> in. Let's go. So we take that and combine it with Reeker. And, oh yes, I think we have. I think we have a good Halloween on our hands, Roy. <laughs> And then, of course, we're going to be uh, if, if, if the planets align, we should be also doing the the Transformers episode with uh, Super Cold Nerd Show as well. So, fingers crossed with that. And then in November, you get to choose the main movie. Okay, it's a lot of pressure, but I think I can. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. I, I've already picked the side film. I think you're going to hate me. <laughs> I think you're gonna hate me, but I'm, I'm gonna. I, I think I know what I'm doing. I, you're not going to be happy. I just want you to know that. <laughs> then. I'll, I'll let you know. You're probably not. You're probably not gonna um, like what I choose too. But oh well. Good. 
good. Let's get in the arena. Let's get in the arena for this. Are you not entertained? There's one that I've been wanting to do for a while. It, it is, it, it is a more uh, psycho-religious film. Oh God. So, um, that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, and after what you've put me through, I think you have it coming. So we're going <laughs> to. Is it, is it a nun having sex horror film? No, but, uh, now that now maybe. No, it's not. <laughs> all right, gig. Thank you very much. Uh, again, avoid journey back to Oz. Avoid it. Avoid it. Don't take that journey. And uh, we will see you next month for Halloween with all the fun shit we got lined up on this show. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gang. Thanks again. There's a sunshine, tears and rain. Precious memories and years go back. Go to